الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يوم لا ينفع مال ولا بنون إلا من أتى الله بقلب سليم وقال تعالى في مقام آخر ولقد ذرأنا لجهنم كثيرا من الجن والإنس لهم قلوب لا يفقهون بها ولهم أعين لا يبصرون بها ولهم أعين لا يبصرون بها ولهم آذان لا يسمعون بها أولئك كالأنعام بل هم أضل أولئك هم الغافلون قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ألا إن في الجسد لمضغة إذا صلحت صلح الجسد كله وإذا فسدت فسد الجسد كله ألا وهي القلب أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسفتت علماء الكرام فتزن الجزء first just to discuss one sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the need and the importance of discussing the sunnah and bringing alive the sunnah in our lives this is something that we are well acquainted with we keep hearing the need and the benefit of this the issue is to bring it into our lives so one sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the very first sunnah of the day and what a better way what better way can they be to start off the day than in the manner that Nabi Salaam started his day and what can be better to bring the barakat of the day the noor in our hearts the happiness and the tranquility within ourselves than by starting off the day with the Mubarak sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Many a person starts off his day, unfortunately, somebody with a musical alarm ringing. That's the first thing that now a person commences his day with listening to something that is forbidden. Some person starts his day in some other manner. Somebody just starts his day without anything. So that too is being deprived of starting the day with so much benefit, so much noor, barakat, and this is by just just because we are not mindful of the very simple, very easy sunnah of Rasulullah. So the very first sunnah of the day, when Nabi would wake up first thing in the morning, when he would rise up, then he would with the inner palms of the palms of his hand, the inner side of the palm, he would rub his palms over his eyes to rub off the effects of the sleep. So this was a standard practice. Nabi Salaam used to do this. You wake up with the palms of the hand. Yamsakun nawma an wajhihi. He would wipe off the effects of the sleep. This is something that generally a person does. So to do it now with the niyat of sunnah. And together with that, to decide the dua at the time of waking up, 
الحمد لله الذي احيانا بعد ما اماتنا واليه النشور all praise is due to allah taala now in fulfilling the sunnah the first sunnah of the day that commenced with one the nur of the sunnah and the nur of shukr the great ibadat of shukr also came in now because now the first word that is coming out of the tongue the mouth first thing in the morning alhamdulillah alladhi ahyana after reciting the kalima alhamdulillah all praise is due to allah taala who gave us life after death when a person went to sleep he was like dead allah taala brought him back to life gave us life after death wa ilayhi nushur but one day we will sleep in this world we'll only wake up on the day of qiyamah and we'll be resurrected in front of allah taala then so we are reminding ourselves of that as well wa ilayhi nushur one day we are going to be resurrected and brought in front of allah taala to account one day a person will sleep in this world he won't wake up in this world again so what a mubarak way to start the day and again like on many occasions we discuss this that this dunya is a test if everything that a person does in terms of deen if this had to become evident if this had to become apparent that he did this good action this is what he got then there won't be any test left and nobody will want to do anything of the dunya so if we only understood and realized with one sunnat that a person practices what noor comes into the heart what barakat this brings what enlightenment this brings in the whole home what kind of positive effects it brings in joining and uniting the hearts of the family members if we had to see this then we'll do nothing else we'll give up all the worldly occupations also allah taala has kept this hidden but it's a reality so inshallah we should try and practice on this and we will inshallah see the benefit of it in our lives that we start of the day with this mubarak sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam nevertheless the aspect that we wish to discuss in one hadith it is mentioned that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to excessively recite one dua what is this dua ya muqallib alqulub thabbit qalbi ala dinik who is reciting the nabi of allah taala who is masoom who is sinless who is guaranteed the highest position by allah tbaraka wa taala so he is reciting it and reciting it not once or twice kana yuksiru ay yaqul excessively nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to recite this he is reciting it excessively this is also a form of emphasis upon the ummah number 1 to recite it and number 2 to take the message and the lesson of it what was this dua that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam make excessively ya muqallib alqulub o the being who overturns hearts muqallib alqulub that being who overturns hearts because everybody's heart is in his control and allah taala can overturn that heart in one moment sabbit qalbi ala dinik establish my heart on your deen oh that being who can overturn the hearts establish my heart fix it make it firm on your deen now this is a very small dua few words won't even take a whole line 
but there's a very very deep lesson in it the lesson is that the biggest concern of a person should be his heart if the heart is in order everything is in order if the heart is not in order everything is gone the last nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is repeatedly making this dua ya muqallib al qulub thabbit qalbi ala dinik how much we should be making this dua because if the heart is on deen then everything else will be on deen if the heart is not on deen then it's very difficult for anything else to be on deen when the heart is attached to something then to turn it in some other direction to turn the body in some other direction is very difficult if the heart is attached in some direction the body will go there is one very famous story of leila and majnoon that every person is familiar with so this majnoon was mad in the love of leila so when he would walk past the gullies of the town of leila and he would start kissing the wall and kissing the trees and people said this fellow is mad they called him majnoon so somebody asked him that what do you get out of this so he replied and said amurru ala diyari diyari leila uqabbilu zal jidari wa zal jidara i passed by the house and the street of leila and then i start kissing this wall and that wall but wa ma hubbu diyari shaghafna qalbi it is not the love of these walls that has come in my heart walakin hubbu man sakana diyara it is actually the love of the one that is living within those four walls so thus because of that even the walls of this village and this town have become beloved to me why because somebody within that living in that four walls somewhere is in my heart now imagine to what extent that heart takes a person the whole world calls a person that majnoon he says fine doesn't doesn't matter it is mentioned that majnoon tais was his name majnoon his father took him to makkah mukarramah took him for umrah or hajj and took him to baitullah and he brought him right into the hatim and he told him now make dua that this love that is engrossed in your heart this must come out because this has made you mad so he made dua ya allah remove every love from my heart but the love of leila put it more in my heart this was the extent to which he had become immersed in this now this is the heart when the heart is caught up in something then it is the heart can either turn for the better in one moment or it can turn for the worse in one moment and therefore this is the lesson nabi sallallahu alaihi is giving ya muqallib al qulub thabbit qalbi ala dinik oh the one who overturns the hearts can overturn the hearts establish and make my heart firm on your deen in the ayat of the quran sharif that was recited allah taala says wa laqad zara'na li jahannam kathiran min al jinn wal ins that we have assigned a great number of jinnat and human beings for jahannam very frightening ayat of the quran sharif allah taala is saying we have assigned a great number of jinnat and insan for jahannam but there is a system in the whole process it's not something that's just haphazard the reason that these people have been 
this time for jahannam is firstly allah taala says lahum qulubun la yafqahuna biha they have hearts but lahum qulubun la yafqahuna biha they don't understand anything with this heart they only understand dunya but the marifat of allah tbaraka ta wa taala what will bring a person towards the reality of life what will take a person towards the stages of the akhirat what will make a person's life worthwhile that they don't understand they will understand rants and sense but the value of two rakats doesn't make any sense to them rants and sense they will understand but the value of two rakats nafil forget nafil even the sunnat e muakkada will leave out and sunnat e muakkada sometimes the farz is also must out and person doesn't think anything about it i'll make qaza later i'm busy now i'll make qaza later whereas that qaza later will only make up for the obligation but the harm of having missed it in its time that is something apart from it that is something which the qaza also won't make up for let a person has to sincerely make toba for again so in any case the issue was the heart allah taala says lahum qulubun la yafqahuna biha and then there are two more things that are mentioned alongside that the one thing is that they have hearts with which they don't understand walahum a'yunul la yubsiruna biha and they have eyes with which they don't see they are not blind they are looking they can see everything they can see what is going on around them but allah taala is saying they have eyes with which they cannot see walahum azanul la yasmauna biha and they have ears with which they don't listen yes they are listening they are listening to all kinds of things allah taala is saying they have ears with which they don't listen and then the quran then declares a very uh, frightening thing ulaika kal an'ami bal hum adall they are like animals rather even more worse than animals so it started off with the heart and then side by side two things are mentioned the eyes and the ears these are the super highways to the heart now because the eye is not used to look at that which will bring a person to allah taala the heart is not affected in that manner and the ears are not used to listen to that which will bring the greatness of allah taala in the heart which will bring a person closer to deen so the heart is not affected positively with that also now whatever a person is looking at whatever a person is listening to all this is affecting his heart negatively because only listening to all the evils he's looking at all the evils so now this is going to be the end result what a person sees is what will fall on his heart what a person listens to is what will fall on his heart so this dua we are being taught ya muqallibal qulub sabbit qalbi ala deenik ya allah make my heart firm on your deen because this heart can this turn in a moment it can turn positively also hazrat umar radhiyallahu ta'ala an he is still not yet umar radhiyallahu an he is just umar ibn khattab and what is he setting out for what is his mission his mission is na'uzubillah to assassinate nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam but he comes allah taala brings about the situation for him and where the incident is well known to us we listen to it in the fazail kitabs 
where he ends up by his sister's house who had already accepted iman the incident is well known and then those scripts of the quran sharif are there and he starts reciting the ayat of the quran sharif but when he looked at that it affected his heart and in one moment he the person who had come with the mission to assassinate nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam now his heart has turned his heart has turned and now he is coming with a completely different mission he is coming to become the slave of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam the person who had set out with one mission and in between his heart turned and now he is presenting himself as a slave that i am at your feet and after he comes and accepts islam the first salah with jamaah is performed in the haram first ever salah with jamaah is performed in the haram he asked nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam are we not on haq and why are we to be afraid and he and uh, is ready to lead the way and whoever is there with nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam they proceed to the haram and they perform the first salah with jamaah there now what happened the heart turned the heart turned in one moment but there are those incidents also where the heart turned the other way around in one moment also the very famous incident of sheikh abu abdullah undulusi rahimahullah what a great muhaddis what a great sheikh what a great luminary of his time person who knew thousands of ahadith by heart from memory he knew the sab'a qiraat the seven modes of reciting the quran sharif from memory and he was a great muhaddis 30000 ahadith in you by heart and while they on a journey they stop at one well and suddenly he sees this girl christian girl and now his heart is something has come up in his heart in one moment again a long incident which you have heard 3 days pass he's not saying a word people around him are totally bewildered what is going on eventually ask him what is going on he says please leave me and go something has now changed within me that heart has turned that heart has turned i am not in my control anymore that heart has turned in one moment to just get to the main part of the issue that eventually they to leave him and go and after one year they come back to see what is going on with him and after one year when they come they see that he with that asab with which he would stand and give the khutbah allah forbid he is standing with that asa and he is grazing the swine from that heart from which the ahadith of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam flow on that same chest the cross is hanging ask him but what has happened how can this have happened he says bas it was that one thought that crossed my mind which was a thought of pride that i looked down upon some people that were worshiping in some other form and thought of myself as my achievement that i have i have whatever i have i have is my achievement i was told you think it's your achievement this iman is your achievement he'll show you what became the means of that heart turning in one moment thereafter the wrong gaze the wrong gaze became the means of the heart turning in one moment person thinks well i'll look at something then later on we'll make toba it's all right what's the problem but it might just not happen that that heart might turn to a toba thereafter person will surround and look at the wrong thing 
and his heart might be suddenly just turned around in such a way that the thought of Toba also then won't come. And he said that at that time I felt like when something flew out of my chest. That was the Iman. In any case, after a while, Allah Ta'ala then brought back that day when he, as the people finally became despondent and left, and en route, they suddenly see him running out of the stream, having made ghusl, and he's reciting the shahadat again. That's when he explained that this is what happened to me. This is what the problem was, that in that one moment, the heart turned. So this heart, وَقَدْ سُمِّيَ الْقَلْبُ قَلْبًا مِنْ تَقَلُّبِهِ One quote says that this heart has been called qalb. In Arabic, qalb means something that turns, something that changes. He says this heart, this qalb has been called qalb because of its constant changing. It can keep changing any moment. فَحْذَرْ مِنْ قَلْبٍ فَحْذَرِ الْقَلْبَ مِنْ قَلْبٍ وَتَحْوِيلِ So therefore fear about some change coming in the heart, a negative change. Worry about that. Be concerned about it. Keep looking after the heart. Don't take it for granted. Don't say, I heard something, what's the difference? I did something, what's the difference? I looked at something, what, what difference it will make? It can make a world of difference in one moment. And therefore, insan is insan, we are human beings, we can err. That regret must remain constantly in the heart. As long as there will be regret in that heart, that heart is alive. As long as there's regret, we are insan, we are human beings. None of us are angels, none of us are farishtas. We haven't come down from the skies. So we can err. But a person who, number one, he doesn't premeditate how he's going to go and disobey Allah Ta'ala. But he's insan, he can slip somewhere. But when he slips, his heart is filled with remorse and regret. He's not proud over his sin. Unfortunately, this is the greater musibat of the time. That a person commits a wrong, then firstly, he himself then will expose his wrong. Because he feels proud about it. This is worse than the sin itself. No matter how terrible the sin was, this is even worse than that sin. Because one is the commission of sin. But if a person was regretful over it, he felt remorse over it, he felt terrible within himself, then there is a great chance that he will be forgiven, not only forgiven, he will even get to a point beyond where he was previously as a result of that regret and remorse within him. But when a person is casual about it, when a person feels nothing about it, now this is a kind of trivializing the commands of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala made it forbidden, but what's a big deal about it? I did it, nothing wrong. This can sometimes take a person to the border of Iman and Kufr and sometimes lead him directly into Kufr also. So, when a person will, worse than that sin itself, is to now talk about it casually. I went there, I did this, I looked at that, and a person is casual about it. Is haru zambi zammun. To expose a sin is worse than the sin itself. And in the hadith, Nabi Wasallam says that every person will be forgiven inshallah provided he makes toba illal mujahirun except those who are totally blatant in their sin they can't be bothered who's looking what's going on person is totally blatant and on top of that sometimes 
Allah Ta'ala conceals the person's fault. Next day he's talking about it. I went here, I did this, I saw that. And whatever Allah Ta'ala had concealed, he is now tearing apart this curtain of Allah Ta'ala. Such a person, Nabi Sallallahu says, this person is very unlikely that he'll get the tawfiq of Tawbah also. So this heart gets affected in one moment. And this heart has to be protected. This heart, we cannot we go to look after it. And provided that this regret is there, this istighfar is there in the heart. Ya Allah, what a thing I did. How could I have been so ungrateful to you for your na'mads, for your bounties? You granted me all these na'mads. Had you made me blind, then what a dark world I would have been in. If I was deaf, could I have listened to all this haram? If I was blind, I have seen all this haram. You granted me this na'mad. Now, there are so many halal things to look at. I left all that and looked at this haram. What a terrible thing I did. That remorse is there. That regret is there. That heart is alive. But if that goes, then it's a very dangerous thing. So the things that affect this heart, most of it is the eye and the, and the ears. This affect the heart directly. Many a person is engrossed in his work the whole day. But that is what he even sleep talks. He's fast asleep, his eyes are closed, he can't hear anything, but he's talking the same thing in his sleep. Many people have this. So what is he talking in his sleep? His heart is speaking slow. Because what he has been looking the whole day, what he's been seeing the whole day, this is now in his heart. And his heart is talking. And therefore in the qabr also, it will be the heart that will speak. Marrabbuk. It won't be what a person has slotted what is in on his tongue. What is in the heart that will speak? Because now the hands and the feet and the eyes and everything is all of no significance. The heart which is of significance. So the heart. Now many a times person looks at things which might be casual, trivial, but it's affecting things inside. That what incident which some time ago perhaps we discussed in Ramadan or some other time I can't recall but something to take in Ibrat from this person was very very engrossed in looking at his in, in following football and so on and had all the things stuck on his wall all the time concerned about what's the score and this player and that player and whatever else and then suddenly one day while sitting and watching some match on the box, he suddenly felt a little lum. So he got very concerned, very worried. His wife is consoling him that nothing serious. This is something minor. Call the doctor. He says, no, something is very serious. In any case, they call the ambulance. Now when he's being taken out of the house, he's looking at the house like this is the last time he's going to be here. And they are saying to him, you're making a big issue of a small thing. This is, doesn't look like anything serious. They took him to hospital. And after one, two days in hospital, the doctor came back with the results that this is the last stage of cancer. It's already the last stage of cancer. And there's no hope this person will survive. In that time too, he's still concerned about the scores and whatever else. And watching what's going on. And then one day, he suddenly, despite being in that very ill condition he sat up this is one alim in the UK he narrated this whole thing where one family member had written this to find out the wife had written this that 
Did my husband pass away on Iman? This was a question. And therefore she narrated this whole thing. And now he suddenly sat up and he, the person that he was so engrossed with, some person who was a footballer of that time, Alan Scherer, whatever his name was. So he sat up and he started shouting at the top of his voice, I love Alan Scherer. And a few moments later he passed away. Now this was the thing that was engrossed in the heart. Outwardly it seemed like an innocent thing. Outwardly it seemed like there's something in passing. Innocent, innocent thing. But it affected the heart. Because this was what the eye was looking at. This is what the ear was listening to. And what was being looked at and was being heard was affecting the heart. One one drop at a time. And it was filling the heart with this. It was permeating all the crevices of the heart. And now the person sometimes is in Salah also, he's in Sajda also, he's scoring goals. He is making Tilawat also, he's still in the same place. Whatever he's doing, it sounded innocent. And it sounded just one of those things. What's such a big deal about it? But where it became apparent, and what a crucial time it showed its true colors. What a crucial time it reared its ugly head. How did it seem innocent? There was a very ugly head behind it. And it reared the ugly head at the most crucial time. At the time of moth. And the person left with that on his tongue. There are many incidents. person at the time of moth, they are making talqeen of the kalima. Try to make him recite the kalima. And what he's saying? Germany ka tala do rupiah char paise. In India, the person was selling German locks, which is a big thing at that time. Oh, imported locks from Germany selling it in India and selling it the whole day shouting German locks Germany katala do rupiah char paise or whatever it was so now the whole day this is what and this he was engrossed in this was the thing that he was in his heart now at the time of death he is being prompted to recite the kalima the only thing coming from his tongue is Germany katala a person left the world in that manner so the whole thing is the heart. This is why we are being taught this dua by Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And on the day of Qiyamah, it is the same heart. On that day, when nobody's wealth or children will be of any avail to him. Except that person who has come with a pure heart. Only he will benefit on that day. What is the tafsir of this qalb salim One tafsir is because of the ayat itself, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُوا وَلَا بَنُونَ Neither wealth will benefit and nor a person's children will benefit. So wealth won't benefit. So qalb salim is that person who spends his wealth. أَلَّذِي يُنْفِقُ مَالَهُ فِي سَبِيلِ الْبِرِ He spends his wealth in those avenues which will become a means of benefit for him on the day of Qiyamah. In avenues of righteousness avenues of deen he transfers his wealth to the akhirat so now because he has transferred his wealth there he gets it there so this is one tafsir of man atallaha biqalbin salim other thing that was mentioned in the ayat yawma la yanfa'u malu wa la banoon person's children will be of no avail to him so qalb salim is alladhi yurshidu banihi ilal haq 
that person has a qalb salim and a pure heart will develop this who will guide his offspring his children towards the truth towards right towards the good then the third tafsir of qalb salim alladhi yakunu qalbuhu khaliyan anil juhud washak wal kufran the person whose heart is free from the rejection of allah taala he doesn't reject allah taala it's also free from doubts in allah taala alhamdulillah we have iman but many a person has doubts doubts in some of the fundamental beliefs sometimes a person sits and says but i don't think there's nauzubillah thing like azab in the qabr i don't think there is such a thing nauzubillah whereas this is an established thing in deen in iman this is one of the fundamentals now a person has got doubts in it a person has got doubts in whether there's life after death itself he's performing his salah he's doing everything but this only becomes apparent sometimes when a person then exposes what is inside by saying something when some statement slips out of his mouth then you realize what is in his heart so the person's heart is clear and clean from rejection from shak and kufran from ingratitude to allah taala so his heart is qalb salim after all the nemas of allah taala all the bounties that we use we benefit from and then we still disobey allah taala this is a severe ingratitude so the qalb salim is that a person is grateful to allah taala also then the fourth tafsir of this is alladhi yakunu qalbuhu khaliyan an ash-shahawat allati tu'addi ila an-nar the person whose heart is empty of all those lusts and passions and desires that take him towards jahannam those passions and desires that take a person towards jahannam he has purified his heart from this it is not that he will become a angel or a farishta or he will not have any thought of any wrong but he keeps suppressing this he keeps trampling these incorrect feelings of the heart and that is his mujahada that is what he is striving at the last tafsir of it it's of sayyid sori rahmatullah alayhi says alladhi yakunu qalbuhu khaliyan amma siwallah the person whose heart is empty of anything besides allah taala so now his heart has become purified and he will be the one that will benefit on the day of qiyamah yawma la yanfa'u malu wa la banun illa man atallaha biqalbin salim so we have to keep the eyes safe we have to keep the ears safe in order to keep the heart safe and then engage this heart in the remembrance of allah taala keep this heart alive with istighfar with tauba and keep it alive by keeping it in the company of the people of hearts ahle dil because things transfer from heart to heart so in this manner this heart will stay alive and this heart will become a recipient of the love of allah taala then this heart will be shining in the court of allah taala also the great effort that we have to make is to keep this heart clean to protect this heart not to take things casually and lightly that if i look at something i saw something i listened to something i spoke something what difference it makes it all affects the heart what a person says also affects the heart either positively or negatively that one subhanallah he decided it affects the heart it fills the heart with noor that one alhamdulillah he decided 
but even the time when we have the time to recite or the day the part of the day when this is something we should be doing after fajr after asar with care recite the tasbihat that time also we hardly recite or don't recite at all or recite without even paying any attention to what we are reciting so all this affects the heart that one sunnah that we will practice at the beginning of the day as you mentioned the first sunnah of the day that will affect the heart the last sunnah of the day the duas before sleeping sleeping in the manner of the sunnah that will affect the heart and this heart will become filled with noor with surur with happiness with tranquility may Allah tabarak wa ta'ala grant us the realization that what this ni'mat of the heart is and what we should be doing to look after this heart how we should be purifying it keeping it clean and making this heart a heart in reality Allah ta'ala give me also and all of us the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah
और मेरे तन में बजाए आबो गिल दर्द दिल हो दर्द दिल हो दर्द दिल नफ्सों शैता दोनों ने मिलकर हाई किया है मुझको तबा ए मेरे मौला मेरी मदद कर चाहता हूँ मैं तेरी पना मुझसा खलक में कोई नहीं गो बद किरदार नामासिया तू भी मगर अफसार है यार अब बख्श दे मेरे सारे गुना अब तो रहे बस्ताद में आखिर विरद जबाए मेरे
Ya Allah, forgive this great ingratitude of ours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive our families, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, forgive our brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive our relatives, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive our friends, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive the entire Ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, forgive the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive the sins of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, throughout the world, wherever the Ummah is suffering, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the hardships and suffering, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we acknowledge all this is as a result of our deeds, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive the Ummah, Ya Allah. Grant us a tawfiq of doing those a'mal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from those a'mal that bring down your wrath, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are very weak, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are very, very weak, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, without your help and protection, we can do nothing, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you guide us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect us, Ya Allah. You protect our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you safeguard our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you establish our hearts on deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, do not let our hearts be overturned towards evil, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep our hearts steadfast on deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alamin, fill our hearts with the love of the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Salah, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Zikr and Dua, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, fill our hearts with the love of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, put compassion for the Ummah in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the pride from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the jealousy and malice from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the anger from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, remove all the evil lusts from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, remove the desire of evil from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, fill the desire of good in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, put the detestation and the hate of sin in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, you guide us towards the state party, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, save the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, accept all the work of deen that is taking place, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, accept the work of the Masajid, Ya Allah. Accept the work of the Katib and Madaris, Ya Allah. Accept the work of the Khanqaz, Ya Allah. Accept the work of Ta'wat and Tamlih, Ya Allah. Throughout the world, wherever the Jamaats are making an effort, accept it, Ya Allah. Make it a means of Hidayat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the coming Istimah, Ya Allah, make it a means of great benefit, Ya Allah. Make it a means of Hidayat spreading far and wide, Ya Allah. Make it a means of benefit for the entire Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, make it a means of hearts changing for the better, Ya Allah. Make it a means of hearts overturning towards good, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, you guide us towards the state party, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who are in financial difficulties, remove their hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, whatever problems people have, remove their problems with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, fulfill all the pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill all the jai's needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, don't deprive anyone of us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts of family members, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, unite the hearts of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, that the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on Tawbat and Nasuh, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us with Iman Kamil, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at the time that you are pleased with us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us, save us from a death in a time of sin, Ya Allah. Save us from death in a ya Allah, condition and state that you are displeased with, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, make our Qabr's gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, let him be happy to see us on that day, Ya Allah. Let him embrace us on that day, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the, Ya Allah, that situation, Ya Allah. That Nabi Salaam sees us and is displeased, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from such a situation that he chases us away on that day, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, indeed we have caused this Mubarak heart great amount of taklif, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, through our evil actions, we are causing great amount of pain to his Mubarak heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us for this, Ya Allah. 
Save us from this, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect us from causing taklif to the Mubarak heart of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, let us do those actions that his heart gets cool, Ya Allah. Ilaul Alamin, let us do those a'mal that bring happiness to his Mubarak heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let him be happy to see us on the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let him embrace us in the well of Kawthar, Ya Allah. Let him grant us the water of Kawthar with his Mubarak hands, Ya Allah. Ilaul Alamin, Ya Allah, grant us his shafat and intercession, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the fire of Jahannam, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the fire of Jahannam, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the fire of Jahannam, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we cannot bear the heat of the sun in this world, Ya Allah. The sun is millions of miles away from us, Ya Allah. And we cannot bear the heat of its sun, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, how will we be able to bear the fire of Jahannam, Ya Allah? Ilahul Alameen, we cannot bear this, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, only your protection and safeguarding we can get saved from it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, only with your forgiveness we'll get saved, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, if you forgive us, there is nobody to question you why you forgive undeserving people like us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, but we'll get saved, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, your Nabi Islam will become happy, Ya Allah. That his Ummati got saved, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you, Ya Allah, please the heart of Rasulullah Sallallahu by forgiving us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you love forgiving, Ya Allah. You shower your forgiveness upon us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, on this Mubarak night, Ya Allah. Make the decision of Hidayat for us, Ya Allah. Make the decision of Hidayat for our families, Ya Allah. Make the decision of Hidayat for the entire Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who have passed away, Ya Allah, fill their qabr with nur, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who are families and throughout the Ummah, fill their qabr with nur, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant them the high stages in the Akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant them the shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, asked for. Ya Allah, we also begging for all the good, Ya Allah. Whatever Nabi Islam sought refuge from, Ilahul Alameen, grant us protection as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sta'adhaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuk sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaq wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-aliyya al-azim rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta al-samiyu al-alim wa tub alayna ya maulana innaka anta al-tawabu al-rahim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa ashabihi al-ma'in والحمد لله